0: This episode of Geared Up is brought to you by National Car Rental. Take control
1: of your travel experience with National Car Rental's Emerald Club. Visit nationalcar.com to find out more. Hey, Cortana, what can you do on Alexa?
0: There is a lot I can help you with. You can ask me things like, open the Wayne Investigation, or help me sleep. Do you want to hear more?
1: Yeah, open the Wayne Investigation. (laughs) What does that mean?
0: Here's... The Wayne Investigation from the Games, Trivia, and Accessories category.
1: Oh. Alexa, stop. I'm totally confused. Was that Cortana or Alexa? I don't know. Yeah. Is the Wayne Investigation an Alexa, Alexa third parties? That was weird. Coming up this week, Alexa and Cortana are hanging out right here on the desk. For the first time, we'll take you inside this new collaboration between Microsoft and Amazon. And coming up later on the show, you'll want to stick around. It's another big geared up giveaway. It is your chance to win tickets to PAX West. So stick around for details on that. From GeekWire.com, it's geared up, brought to you by National Car Rental. I'm Todd Bishop. Andrew Edwards is off this week, but I'm pleased to be joined in the studio by Nat Levy, GeekWire reporter.
0: Happy to be here among all the great gadgets.
1: Absolutely. We've got a fun show coming up. Later on, as I said, we are going to be going hands-on with Alexa and Cortana and this new partnership between Microsoft and Amazon. But first, we wanted to talk about a couple of interesting news items that just came out to catch you up on the world of laptops and video games. First off, it is GamesCon, which is a big video game conference happening right now this week. And, Nat, one of the interesting twists on this story and on the industry this week, it's been a bit of a surprise. There's lots of games being announced, of course, but also new controllers. This surprised me. Can you can you catch us up on what Microsoft announced in particular on controllers? So
0: Microsoft is coming out with a new uh, controller specifically for fans of the uh, smash hit PUBG. And it's got a couple of new features that we've never seen before. It's got rubberized uh, triggers. So when you're using the little triggers on the back, your fingers won't slip off in the uh, the crucial moment when you're staring down someone else.
1: Okay, so I saw this announcement about the triggers and I did not fully understand why the new triggers were such a big deal so they're rubberized and that obviously gives you a little bit more traction on on your hands. Yeah, better grip. It's a <laughs> it's a it's a sporty edition of of the Microsoft controller. It's a it's a hugely popular battle royale game. And this battle royale genre is obviously very popular right now. Exemplified, you know, Think about in, Fortnite in the biggest way by Fortnite, for sure. Are you a big Fortnite player, Nat?
0: I've tried it out a couple of times, but I'm no expert. I'm more in it for the dancing. I don't know <laughs> if you've seen the uh, the Fortnite dances.
1: Yes, and I know that there was a moment in the World Cup where one of the players, after scoring a goal or winning a game, replicated one of the Fortnite dances.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, going back to this controller, there's a couple of other, other things. It has a pretty slick little camo design. It has a, uh, a blue ring around the analog stick, which is kind of a call-out to the game. Uh, there's a little circle that limits the the battlefield in the game, so it's got some nice little touches, and I think it's interesting because it speaks to another way that the gaming companies are, you know, trying to get trying to get some more money out of their players. Uh, you know, you've bought the the console, you have the games, now it's time to buy the fancy customized controller. And there were a number of new designs that came out of uh, Microsoft's talk today. And I believe Sony had some new, extremely colorful controllers coming out as well. So it's it's clearly a trend in the industry. What else stood out
1: about the Gamescom announcements?
0: Another interesting thing out of Microsoft announcements today is uh, that its Forza Horizon 4 game coming out in October It's going to have a pretty deep integration with Halo. Hmm. Uh they actually started that out with their last game where you could drive the warthog vehicle. Uh this time around though, it goes even further. There's there's a little side quest related to the warthog. There's like a narrative experience from Cortana. Hmm. So Cortana will like narrate what you're doing and you're playing as the Master Chief when you're driving the Warthog. So so for Halo fans there's a nice little even deeper crossover than there has been in the past. I thought that was cool.
1: Nice. All right. So that is just a quick Rundown of some of the things that have been announced at gamescom so far, I think I'm gonna get one of those controllers I, th- I think if I if I dive into the battle royale stuff I'm gonna to have to have those sticky triggers
0: some of the like custom designs you can put on these things are pretty slick right now Absolutely. so maybe you should make your own one <laughs>
1: there you go all Ge-
0: right a Geekwire branded controller perhaps
1: I-, I like it I like where you're headed all right in other news in the laptop or at least notebook computer realm. A really interesting piece of reporting by Bloomberg, and of course, Mark Gurman is at the center of this one again. If you haven't followed this one, Mark Gurman is a reporter who gets a lot of insights into what Apple is going to be doing. The latest report is that Apple will be coming out with a new low-cost laptop. This is traditionally one of Apple's biggest weak spots. They have obviously very high-end hardware and quality designs, but here you have the report that they're going to be coming out with essentially a budget MacBook that is along the lines of a MacBook Air but with thinner bezels, which is a trend that Andrew and I have been talking about for a couple years now in terms of the smartphones. And it'll be much lower priced than the existing MacBook Airs and the existing MacBooks, but still with a high resolution screen. So here you have Apple making Really one of its biggest forays into the world that has really been dominated by Windows PCs, mid-range, mid-price Windows PCs, and increasingly Google Chromebooks from a variety of PC makers. So that's going to be another interesting one to watch as Apple comes out with that, they say in October, sometime after the iPhone announcements.
0: I'd love to learn a little bit more about why they're going in that direction. Seems like Apple has always kind of positioned itself as we're the high-end guys. And now if they're going to the lower cost, why why are they doing that?
1: If you look at Mac sales overall for the past few years, they've been relatively flat. In fact, we do a chart every quarter when Apple comes out with its new quarterly earnings. And clearly they need some other area for growth. And if you look at really where the overall laptop and notebook PC market is headed, that really has been a sweet spot for a lot of the other computer makers over the past few years. That sort of 500 to to $1,000 range, as opposed to the 1000 to $1,800 range, which is much more where Apple tends to be concentrated. So clearly, for me, at least, this looks like Apple trying to expand its market. And so that'll be really interesting, and, and that'll have a retina screen. They're also coming out with an upgrade to the Mac Mini desktop computer. So Some interesting reporting from Bloomberg there, and I'm sure we'll be covering that and going hands-on with it when it actually comes out. All right, before we jump into our hands-on with Cortana and Alexa, we have another geared-up giveaway. This time, up for grabs, is a four-day pass to PAX West. Many of you know this giant video game conference that happens in Seattle. It's coming up August 31st through September 3rd. It is sold out as usual But we have a set of four-day passes that we're going to give away to one lucky winner here on Geared Up for PAX West. To enter to win, all you need to do is go to the podcast description, if you're listening to the podcast, or go to geekwire.com slash geared up and look for this episode. You can enter there. You must subscribe to the Geared Up podcast to be eligible to win. From the pool of submissions, we will pick one person at random as the winner of the set of four day passes to PAX West coming up August 31st through September 3rd in Seattle. So be sure to enter to win, and we will name the winner on next week's show. All right, we are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will be talking with Cortana and Alexa, and they will be talking with each other. Don't miss it. You're listening to Geared Up, and we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to Geared Up. It's Todd Bishop here with Nat Levy. Andrew Edwards is off this week, but we have two substitutes here on the table in front of us, two additional guests. They're all mic'd up. It is Alexa and Cortana in the form of an Echo speaker and a Harmon Carden Invoke speaker with Cortana in it. And there's a reason that we have these two here. Nat, why don't you explain it?
0: Well, we finally got our hands on the the much-anticipated crossover between Alexa and Cortana. It's been over a year in the making now since uh, Microsoft and Amazon made this big, splashy announcement. They missed some initial deadlines. They told us to be patient. And here we are. And we've gotten to uh, try this thing out for the last couple of days and watch Alexa pop up on uh, Microsoft PCs or uh, watch uh, Cortana pop up on these Echo
1: speakers. So it's been really interesting, and my big question through all of this has been, why would anybody want Cortana on Alexa, and why would anybody want Alexa on Cortana? And I think I think that's the fundamental question we can answer in this segment. As you mentioned, you and I have been trying this out, so here's a general sense for what it sounds like. Alexa, open Cortana. Cortana here. How can I help? So from that point, you can do a variety of different things, including have Cortana read your email and talk you through some of your calendar appointments. And I was actually able to link a Google calendar to my Cortana and then access that Google calendar through Alexa and Cortana. And that's part of the reason why this got a little bit convoluted. Frankly, there were times when I wasn't sure if I was talking to Cortana or Alexa and it it, I think this is very much a, an early stage kind of thing, and I'm not sure if this is really all that useful in the end. What was your experience, Nat?
0: Well, it's it's good to keep in mind that this is really just the beginning. This is the very first thing that they've done with this. So it's not surprising that it's a little rough. Uh, the The constantly having to call out Alexa, open Cortana, Cortana, open Alexa, that, that was a little bit of a frustration in our use. I can see like the long-term picture here. If the, the market goes in such a way that everyone kind of sticks to their niche, you know, Microsoft focuses on the business side. Amazon goes with all of the really interesting third-party stuff. Apple's music. Google is also productivity, I guess. Uh, and search. And search. General internet. You know, if, if each of those kind of sticks to their strong point and does it really well and the voice assistant works very well for that thing, then a situation where they're all talking to each other makes a ton of sense. But if, we're all, if they're all competing against each other and just throwing every possible skill they can get up against the wall and seeing what sticks, then the point of this won't make a whole lot of sense.
1: The place where I actually saw a lot of value was the other way with Cortana and Alexa. In other words, saying, hey, Cortana, open Alexa, and then being able to access all of the capabilities, well, some of the capabilities of Alexa through Cortana. For example, on my Windows PC PC. So let's actually go to our Harman Kardon Invoke speaker, and we can basically get a little demo of that. Hey, Cortana, open Alexa.
0: Alexa here.
1: What can you do on Cortana?
0: Through Cortana, I can create a list, look up a topic, control your smart home, and check the status of your Amazon orders. I'm still working on things like playing music, timers, and alarms. I'm also working on intergalactic space travel, but that goal is a little further out. What else can I help you with?
1: So obviously Alexa's sense of humor a little bit more evolved than Cortana at this point, although Cortana has some jokes of her own. Now, they made a good point there. You can actually control your smart home using Cortana to access Alexa if you have a bunch of Alexa-enabled plugs and light bulbs at your house. So one thing I was able to do that was actually useful, I think this might have been the most useful thing that this whole partnership enabled for me during our testing, I was able to go to my Windows PC, open Alexa via Cortana on my desktop, and then turn off the lights in my daughter's bedroom at home from my computer. So that's where you start to see the potential benefit of it. But to your point, Nat, the whole idea of having to open a portal to another voice assistant and not being clear at any given moment which one you're talking to got really confusing at times
0: yeah i'm curious if this becomes the trend will the voices change a little bit like will we see them be a little more differentiated so you can know who you're talking to and i think that you you kind of illustrated a scenario and that's what's interesting about this is there are certain scenarios already where you can see the possibility down the road. I think the people who benefit most from these integrations now are people who are pretty deep into the Microsoft ecosystem, use Office 365 a lot. Uh, but they also have an Echo speaker because the Echo speaker is the most popular smart speaker out there. So there's probably a fair number of these people, and they will get a lot of benefit of being able to toss it to Cortana on the speaker and, and do a lot of the, the My Office 365 things uh, capabilities that Cortana can do.
1: Yep. And the other way around, if you're using a Windows PC in Cortana or you have one of these speakers that has Cortana enabled, it actually allows you to access a lot of the third-party skills. And there are more than 45,000 of them now. Right, on Alexa. So you can essentially empower your Cortana-enabled device to, for example, play Jeopardy or play all sorts of different games and access different web services that Alexa can access, even though Cortana doesn't, have those skills on its own so again i'm even struggling to like explain the differences just in this context and it it speaks to the fact that it's not a seamless experience and you actually have to think a lot about what exactly you're doing as you're doing it and who you're talking to
0: it's it's also interesting you mentioned uh, some of the third-party skills but what you can't do is just as interesting as what you can. There are a lot of some of the core Alexa functionality, as I think we looked at trying to get our Kindle to work on it. Couldn't do that.
1: Right, because Alexa right now will read a lot of books that you've bought from your Kindle device.
0: Yeah, so we're still missing some of those core functions. I'm wondering if that will come more over time or if or if there's a certain... Uh, deliberate action there to make it so it's like no you cannot get all of Alexa on this if you want all of alexa you're gonna have to buy our echo speaker
1: yeah i think that's probably part of the case they don't want to give away the entire store to microsoft that said those third-party skills are pretty powerful but on the flip side as you mentioned another thing that you can't do is your flash briefing or you can't play music for example from amazon music on a cortana enabled device Interesting idea, interesting concept, we should say. Again, they're releasing it as a preview and asking for feedback after we posted our hands-on review. The Microsoft people actually got in touch with us and said, oh, interesting observations. I think we brought up some things, frankly, that they had not encountered in some of their testing and they asked us to submit formal feedback and I kind of thought to myself, we'll just read the article. (laughs) But at any rate, we're very much on the frontier here. Some good concepts, but not necessarily... The way it's going to turn out in Work the end. in progress For sure, for sure All right, that is an abbreviated version of Geared Up We wanted to be sure to bring you some of the news And a little bit of a hands-on Don't forget to enter the contest To win that set of tickets to PAX West Just go to geekwire.com slash geared up Or look in the description of this podcast If you're listening in an app Until next time, I'm Todd Bishop I'm Nat Levy We'll talk to you next time on Geared Up